You're listening to The Other Side of Texas. I'm Daniel, the Digital Millennial Guru. Stay tuned for a couple spots from our sponsors. They keep the show going. Thank you. Small business is big in West Texas, fueled by a special breed of entrepreneurs. They sow seeds of hard work and rely on each other to grow. They're all connected by a common thread that creates the character of our community, and they keep us moving forward. And no one brings small business together like First Bank and Trust. At First Bank and Trust, you get more than a bank. You get a network across this entire community. Take a step with the bank that knows how to make small business a bigger deal. On the other side of Texas, history has its place. On the other side of Texas, justice rules the case. They don't like it, they don't love it. They say we're all wrong, but on the other side of Texas halls, we roll on. Well, hey there, welcome back in another edition of the program. Jay West Texas Leeson, glad that you are on the other side of Texas right here with us and that you're hanging out here with us from the studios where Buddy Holly became famous and my iPhone has not been put on silent. Here we go. We're going to have Dustin Johnson is going to be joining us. He's down in the rolling plains and dustin johnson is part of the west texas air force and they went down and helped in houston during the catastrophic flooding helped save lives of livestock people and all sorts of things even gone up to the midwest glad to have dustin with us here on the program about uh, 15 minutes from now if you're listening on live air speaking of live air um have an announcement for you and go ahead and cue it up and here came in hot there um folks i want to tell you that that i what do i always talk about if you're new to the program and even if you're old to the program uh what i talk about is place and the importance of place and I have spent a lot of time and effort um, for those who followed somewhat closely to, to closely to too much attention um, on the importance of our place. And I write about it in the political vein and other veins and uh, Lubbock Avalanche Journal, Texas Monthly, Dallas Morning News, Amarillo Globe. Um, just a few publications there where I've written about the importance of West Texas and uh, how at times we vote against our interests in West Texas and what is in our interests in West Texas and really standing against a cultural tide, a political cultural tide at times and uh, being the forerunner and you know, speaking out against things. And one of the things that this program has stood out on is how early on in the Rager Dyke stuff, um, you know, Lubbock can be the biggest small town in the world. And <clears throat> I try to think outside of Lubbock and think larger and as the region pertains. But, you know, this program was one of the first places where you heard somebody take off on Rager Dyke's and in a critical fashion in the beginning it was pray for the leadership and, and 
I don't mean to run down praying for people because I do it. But there was almost this somber, you know, let's wait and see what happens. I took off immediately and knew that there were going to be these titles that Ford came after, that people are paying, and to this day still paying two car payments. And I don't even know if the vehicle belongs to them, but their credit record says that it does. And saw that immediately. And that's why we let off and started going after um, Ragergate, what was and still continues to be some Ragergate. And it's not presuming guilt. It's saying there needs to be an account of what's happened. And, and I'm not going to... I always hear people say, take the Bible out of context. This is a whole program for another time. Don't judge. Don't judge. Well, guess what? So far as the biblical prescription in judgment, uh, you don't judge for the better or for the worse. Now, I try to practice and give people the opportunity to meet my worst expectation. And that's what I did in Regergate, but there's a lot of suspicion. It needs to be a lot of suspicion and raise those. And that gained um, programs of notoriety, popularity, notoriety, whatever term you want to use. And then whenever it came time to deal with Bob Duncan's ouster from Texas Tech, we were ready to take on what we termed, first we went Rager Gate, and then we termed Regent Gate. And how fun was that? Um, all I have to say... The, the program, if you're not listening live, locally owned great radio station out here at Outpost on the Cap Rock, as some in Austin and other places referred to it, uh, is great. And I don't um, mean to speak anything disparagingly about the radio station, but the, there are two truths here. One is that my place, as I hyper-focus on my place, and that's my home. Um, guys, I've been doing real estate agent stuff every waking moment and managing another job, too. And it's just all built up. Um, to. And I've had people reach out to me, you've been really quiet on Twitter. And, and, you know, and I took a little break from the Avalanche Journal, and they were very gracious with me and said, sure, and... Whenever you're ready to come back, let me know. Let us know. And it's because I don't have the hard drive space. I'm I'm not a genius uh, to deal with um, everything that's going on. And, and to be fair, a lot of things have changed. We're a long ways away from not having a farm bill. I mean, we've gone from not being in the farm bill to being in the farm bill and Dias getting the B-21s. Um and I'm not taking any credit for Congressman Arrington there, uh, but was proud to throw in there in the runoff and because I knew what was in front of us. And anyway, I want to lay all that out to say to you that the other truth is this, how popular the podcast is. And, you know, here on the outpost of the Caprock, it's always scary to trust new technology. I'm pretty sure we were some of the last to jump into email and then online billing and, and all those things. 
But here's the deal. I am going to take a break from radio for the next month, from live radio. Now, Daniel, the digital millennial guru, and I are still going to be putting up podcasts. plan is for three a week, maybe two a week. Um, you can still download those and pass them on to your friends for all the inside information. And I appreciate so many people who are mad whenever they hear this news, um, who think and and will say that oh, that this is their place to gather information, to understand what's going on in the weeds and below the surface. But we are going to take the program to a podcast form over the next month and we'll just see from there what happened i think that i can give you uh two three very good shows a week on the podcast medium and again it has nothing to do with i mean if i wanted to make radio my living then i'd kick ass and i would um and i'd rule this place but um like I said, there have been other opportunities that have presented themselves, and I've got to look out for eight little feet at my house, four little heads, and um, a gorgeous wife and my best friend, and figure out what works best there. So for the sake of hard drive space in Jay West Texas Leeson's brain, uh, going to step back and put together some podcasts for you to listen to still i mean if you're listening via podcast nothing's going to change if you don't listen to the podcast all you have to do is go just go subscribe now go to your iphone pull down the top menu and type in podcast and go search other side of texas and subscribe and then just play it on your way home um it'll be the same thing as listen to radio over the next month and then we're going to evaluate and and see what should be done from there and appreciate you know advertisers appreciate uh the folks who've worked with us on live radio really appreciate the people who've worked with us on podcasts uh when people scratched their heads and we went to them and said like you want to sponsor the podcast and said i don't know how does that work and marketing for podcasts a whole different animal as well as the website but bottom line is quality programming continuing podcast and uh, there on the website you can still find everything will be the same except it won't be live on the radio for the next month and i wanted to lay that out with you let you understand what the motivation was and the motivation again is place and then the strength of the podcast and still great guests uh still great coverage of what's going on just gonna take a little different uh medium for the time being and uh appreciate you still being fans of the program and tuning in and finding out what's going on as we bring you you know not only breaking news but good news like dustin johnson coming up i mean where else are you gonna get stories like that i mean what you can do is go listen to crotchety right wingers who don't know a damn thing about how the economics of west and and look i get down on that but here's still there's not any left wingers that are worth listening to so i mean you've got the option you can listen to people who just want to tear away and 
tear away at people, tear away, and, and you've heard me even with Burroughs of late. I mean, I got an email about this last night. You Man, you've really lightened up on Burroughs. I think that Burroughs has taken it from both. That's what I always asked of him, and that's what he's done. He's taken it from both directions now. Um, people on the left are madder and get out about him. Um, uh, people on the right matter in hell to come, and that's that's where I want the guy in West Texas to be. So there's not much I'm going to get. Now, you can disagree with the policy, and quite frankly, I do. 2.5%, I think, could stranglehold Lubbock uh, on the cap. If you are, I'm going into insider information, but you know, for the city or the county to raise 2.5% above, um, then there has to be a rollback rate election. I think there are going to be outside interests that get involved. And it's going to be a problem. But those are all storylines for later. But for now, um, you want the real stuff? You want to get in the middle of it? Just keep on joining me here on the other side of Texas. You can find it there. Other side of Texas, anywhere you can get a podcast, you can listen to us. We're going to get Dustin Johnson on the line. We'll talk more about this tomorrow on the program with daniel the digital millennial guru who makes all this stuff work gonna get our friend dustin johnson on the line and continue on with this edition of other side thank you for tuning in be right back two minutes from now getting a text over the break that uh the um on another station right now dustin burroughs is getting buried by the host i'm not surprised in the least um but again you've always got the podcast going out for good content that we try to bring you on the program dustin johnson with the west texas air force so-called west texas air force dustin how are you I'm good. How are you today? I'm glad that you had time to come on. I know you're busy stomping out diseases and saving lives everywhere. <laughs> oh, we're trying to do what we can. Uh, Dustin, tell us where you're based out of. Uh, we're a helicopter company based out of Knox City. Um, we operate out of the Knox City Airport. We have seven helicopters. Uh, we use them for practice control, shooting pigs, and... Uh, we use them for cattle work, and we do a lot of crop dusting with our helicopters. Yeah, but you've come to find that you can do some other things with your helicopters, like... Absolutely. What we think is the most fun is um, actually going looking for missing people and uh, surveying flood damages and helping with a hurricane, and that's what we enjoy the most. Is that missing people but, in floods and hurricanes? or No, we actually did a missing... Uh, we do... Uh, all the counties around here know to call us when there's a missing person. We're the first ones to be called. And uh, the 23rd, which was my birthday, I got a call about 6 o'clock, and we uh, had two helicopters in the air within 15 minutes and uh, helped the uh, game warden to the sheriff's office look for a guy with dementia that was down in the river. Oh, and so you found them? Uh, we actually didn't find him. Uh, the game warden did, but we were there. Yeah. The West Texas Air Force, ladies and gentlemen, with Dustin Johnson. What, uh, lots of people look at profit. They don't want to burn up fuel, um, doing outside ventures. But you say the most fun thing is the, uh, saving lives and helping people. Hands down. Yeah. It, uh, 
uh, I've always told everybody says, well, you know, what's the funnest thing you've done and what's the most uh, horrible thing you've done? And hands down, I always say that <clears throat> one day in uh, at Hurricane Harvey when we moved so many cattle, uh, it tops any other thing we've ever done. Mm-hmm. And why? I don't really know why. I guess it was. Uh, I guess it was just something that we could do, and nobody else could had the me uh, had the equipment to do it, and we had the equipment to do it. So uh, we did it, and then all the other people in Texas that had helicopters that, that do what we do all seemed to show up at the same time to that event. And I don't, it was just uh, something that we'll never forget. Yeah. Uh, what inspired you to begin to use your helicopters? I mean, I know that you know, and I don't know anything about flying helicopters other than things I used to do on Top Gun on Nintendo whenever I was a kid. But um, in flying these, you had to have seen that there was more potential. And what was your first rescue, seek, and find mission? Uh, the first time... It's been several years back. Uh, it was actually on Christmas Day down in Callahan County. Uh, on social media, I kept hearing about a lady that was missing, and you know, I finally ended up calling the sheriff and and asking him if I could come help. And he didn't really like the idea of it. Uh, he finally said, "Okay, come down." And he said, "Well, other the DPS helicopters have been here, and they're not having any luck." And I said, "Man, just give us a shot. It's not going to cost you nothing. I've done it for free." Mm-hmm. This is Christmas Day several years ago, so um, he finally he finally uh, gave in and said, "Okay, come down. We'll set your landing zone up." So we uh, flew down to uh, it was Clyde, I believe the town was, and uh, I said, "Just tell me what house she left from." And he pointed over to her house, and we found her in about five minutes. Now, unfortunately, she had passed away, but you know it brought closure to the family, and it was a it was a quick down right then. Mm-hmm. Him and I, the sheriff there in Callahan County, uh, I guess we got a pretty good bond together over that event. Now we go help him all the time. You do. So you go down to Callahan how often? Whenever you're called? They put up the bat he, every signal time we're for called, you, Dustin? He, he, know, he knows if he calls us any time, day or night, we'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. So what's it been like for your family and your friends to, you know, surely you just send out a text, hey, guys, I'm gone. Uh, they've come to oh, yeah, these wants texts. To, everybody wants to always join in. You know, all the guys that work for us want to be a part of when we get a call. Uh, like I said, the one we got just a couple of days ago, it, everybody that works here ended up in the helicopters with us helping look, so everybody enjoys doing it. Are they doing this? Are you paying them to do it? Are they volunteering? No, all the all the West Texas Air Force stuff that we do is all volunteer. So when we talk about West Texas Air Force, what are we – how many – helicopters are we talking about exactly oh we have access to uh, just i mean our seven or eight helicopters that we have and then it wouldn't take long for me to make a couple phone calls and and have uh, like we did on the day when we moved cattle have probably 15 helicopters put together yeah so and that's the real kicker for folks who may not know i mean you dustin are in in competition, business competition with these other groups that own helicopters, but when we talk about Harvey, this is you and your competitors working together, right? Every yeah, everyone that uh, everyone that's fighting for the same jobs on a daily basis all came together on the Harvey deal and worked together, and we were feeling out of each other's trucks, and I mean we were talking to each other on the radio, and it was a uh, I guess that's why it was so something I'll never forget because everyone was working together so well. Yeah, tell us about Harvey. What what do you recall about it today? 
I don't know. I guess what I recall is actually one of the more frustrating things. And uh, in, in the hurricane, it was uh, it was so hard for us to actually be able to get down there to volunteer. We had to beg. I had to spend the whole day before we left. I spent on the phone trying to just grant permission for us to be down there helping. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you know that's what I remember most is so many other people wanted to be down there volunteering. Uh, you know, with their boats, pickups, four-wheelers, whatever they had, whatever. Uh, and it was just so hard for anyone to allow them to come down there and help. Hmm. And so do you still have you keep touch with people from Harvey? I do, yeah. It turned out one of the uh, the largest uh, cattle owners that we gathered cattle for is actually the guy that owns the cell barn in Graham, Texas. I had no idea that uh, I was gathering cattle for somebody I knew when we were down there. Mm-hmm. And so it was a really neat deal. We what found are those out conversations later. like? Oh, it was something that we, he, uh, we were sitting there at the cell barn, and a uh, guy down, he said, oh, were you the one that went up there and saved the cattle? And I was like, yeah. He said, Who, do you remember whose cows you were on? I said, we never knew. So he shut the auction down and uh, brought me in there and told me that, you know, hey, this guy's the one that saved your cattle, and it was the guy that owned the cell barn. So it was a pretty neat deal. Yeah. Dustin Johnson, West Texas Air Force Base. Where did it get its name? You know, I don't really know. I think my wife came up with it. Uh, we got we actually threw it together just for social media purposes, where we could keep everyone updated when we went uh, when we headed down to Houston. Mm-hmm. So, what was the Midwest like? I mean, comparatively, did it look like Harvey? It did, but it uh, it just it it meant something different to me because when I went to uh, Iowa, it's, that's my second home. That's where we spend our summer at. That's where we make all our money to survive on for the year. So whenever we got up there, it was just a different, yeah, spraying corn and beans. It was just different being up there. There was was no comparison to to Harvey. It was, uh, you know, at Harvey, we were actually being able to to look for people and move cattle and and haul supplies in. Up in Iowa, they had 48-hour notice before the levees broke. So, uh, you know, they were able to get some of their stuff out, and they knew it was coming. Um, But it's still different flying over fields that you you know who own the field you've you've had dinner in their houses you landed at their barns Hmm. so you were able to touch base with some of those people too while you were in iowa yeah absolutely yeah we um you know where we park our helicopters in the summer uh we stay in contact with that guy weekly and uh he started sending us pictures and uh, semis backed up to their barn and you know we had no idea because the media doesn't didn't seem to care enough to show what was going on up there we had no earthly idea what was going on so we called him and said what's going on he's like oh we're fixing the flood there's a chance the levees are going to break mm-hmm. so they backed their trucks in there and hauled everything they could out we kept in contact with him and the next day you know i said well how bad is it and he said i don't know we can't get to it we can't fly our drones to it we don't know how bad it is the water's too deep to get there so we told him all right we'll see you the next day so we flew up there and we learned a lot about you know their levee system and how poorly designed their master manuals were by the Corps of Engineers. And, you know, we learned why it failed, and it was actually really sad to see. Why is so undercovered by the media? That's a good question. That's what we wondered the whole time we were up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dustin Johnson, tell me this. I know that you and I have done a story about you guys before in the Lubbock Avalanche Journal. Uh, the West Texas Air Force is Dustin Johnson here with us on the program uh, it seems like that your frustration has been with 
governmental oversight. You just mentioned the Corps of Engineers um, in the Midwest, but you had some frustration with governmental oversight in Harvey as well, right? Absolutely. And how so? I just... I don't really know how to answer that uh, without being too rude, so... <laughs> well, don't be rude. Just, you were there to help, and... And like I said, the most the, the thing I remember most about the hurricane is having to beg someone to let someone come in there and, and fix the problem that, you know, they've got to worry about so many other things, and we can just go in there. If the cattle need moved, let's get in there and get the cows moved. If the people need moved, let's, let's, whoever's got a helicopter that can safely go get it done, let's go get it done. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like FEMA, all they want to worry about was passing out a free bottle of water, and they will get to it when we get to it. We're regulation, regulation, oh, well, you don't have this type of helicopter, you can't haul this type of doctor, you know. Well, you don't have a turbine helicopter, you can't go in there and rescue people. So, yeah. you know, when it came down to it, our final day there, we just kind of went and did what we wanted to do, and that's why we got so much done. Yeah, so it's almost like... Uh, the Titanic is sinking, but people are worried if there are mints on the pillows. You're right. Mm-hmm. So you just raved on and did your own West Texas thing then? We did. Yeah. Uh, tell it, I'm really interested in, I need to know more about the Midwest. I mean, how long until you think things are rectified there? They said it could be four months. It could be four months before, I, before the interstate, I-29 is even open. They're working with a levee system that was built in 1948. Hmm. In 2011, it had it had uh, they had a small flood, nothing like they did here. So after the flood in 2011, they did a 150 million dollar rehab to the levee systems that failed again. Hmm. They're working with a master manual, so the Corps of Engineers has got a master master manual they must follow. That master manual was written in 1948 as well. Hmm. It was updated in 2003. The update took the Corps 14 years to accomplish. Hmm. So whenever we talk and about it still failed. Whenever we talk about infrastructure in the country, then you must be hollering loudest, Dustin Johnson. These farmers are hollering loudest. Okay, and then you behind them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. These farmers are, um, you know. You say, why did this happen? And every one of them says, it's the Corps of Engineers. They failed us. The one story you take away from your ventures into the Midwest with the West Texas Air Force, what's one thing that sticks out to you? One thing, has, has hands down, has to be a farmer that we sprayed for ever since we started, and we took him up, and uh, he didn't want to accept the fact that his grain bins had... Uh, so once water hits these grain bins, so you can imagine... The, the area of water that we were looking at was five miles wide and 35 miles long. That's the area that we spray in. And water is as shallow as, you know, two inches, as deep as 15 foot. Hmm. So all these farmers have these, these silos on the, in their fields, around their barns and everywhere, and they, they, st- they store their corn and beans in the silo. You know, some things that I learned, they, they, I said, I said, why do you store them? Why don't you take it straight to the market? Well, the corn's wet, so we get a dock. Uh, they're always looking for an increase in market, and they said there's long lines at the elevators, and they close. Okay, so I said, that's great. Why don't you, he said, well, why don't you insure your corn once it's in the bins? They cannot insure their corn once they put it in their bins. 
So in this five-mile-wide, 35-mile-long area, there was an estimated 3 million bushels of corn. Mm. A 2019 average cost is $3.75. So we're talking $12 million worth of corn. In beans, there's 800,000 bushels, and the 2019 average is $8.87. So we're looking at nearly, you know, a little over $7 million. So keep that in mind. So I pick a farmer up, and I take him off to look at his grain bins, which I know the grain bins have already busted. Once the water gets in it, the the crop expands, and therefore the bins bust. Sure. So I took him up over it, and he looked down, and he didn't really have much to say. And I said, well, what do you think? He said, I think I'm pretty much out of business. He said, this will probably be the last time I see y'all have to file bankruptcy. I'm done. Mm. Mm. So that's probably what I remember the most is the, just the conversation with him and some of the old farmers that I've been spraying for that are 80 years old that had their 2018 crop in the bin, and they'll never get anything for it. And some of them can't get out. I mean, they've got working lines of credit from 2018 that they need to pay back, and the only way to pay it back is the corn and beans that's in the bins, and the bins are now busted. Yeah. Tragic. And all these stories are people that I know. Do you you have a counselor or something? I mean, how do you deal with this? (laughs) I don't know. This one's been way harder than the hurricane just because every person that I – Really? Every person – yeah, every person that I took up that told me these stories are people that I know. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so let's go back to Harvey. <clears throat> Thing that sticks out to you at the West Texas Air Force, Dustin Johnson, on Harvey. There's not really one particular event that steps out. Just you know, some things that I'll always remember is yeah, you know, is carrying blood and blood and platelets in to the hospital and knowing that they were going to MD Anderson and learn the next day that they'd already been used. Um, and then the cattle deal, just because it it is what we deal it's what we deal with all the time, and then that deep in water trying to save the cattle for someone that we don't even know was, and seeing everybody work together was, I mean, it's something you'll never forget. Yeah. Um. So you don't know where the next call is going to come from. Nope. Maybe today. Who knows? If it yeah. is, we'll be there. Hmm. Well. Uh, you always got the West Texas Air Force looking out for you there with Dustin Johnson. Whether it's Callahan County, you even come out to Hale County, wouldn't you? We'll go anywhere. We go from Ab- I mean, uh, Callahan County's you know sixty or seventy miles away, and we go there often. So we, you know, we help in, we helped in Haskell County the other day, and we helped. Uh, we're based in Knox County, so we're always helping here. And everyone around us knows if they need us to call us. You're a city councilman too. We tried to get you on the program no, sir. early. No, sir. No, oh, you're not. Nope. No, sir. Okay. Boy, you shut that down quick. <laughs> Is that because you don't want to be on city council? No, sir. I don't want to be on any council. Okay. Well, I know that there was a city council meeting. You couldn't make it to the show. I just presume yes, that you were Mr. City Council. But you're not no. running for city council. I'm not. No, sir. I'm not running okay. for any office. Okay. And it's not in the future. Good announcement there. Where can people find more about the West Texas Air Force? On Facebook, that's basically the only place that we're at, and it's just in, in a informative. It was set up just uh, as informative for people that want to follow what we're doing. Yeah, you can find West Texas Air Force there on Facebook. Dustin Johnson, what am I missing here? Any closing thoughts? Not to come to mind. If anybody that's listening needs us, uh, don't hesitate to call. Uh, and if they do need you, how would they call? Uh, 
just you know call my cell phone three two five two zero one eleven twenty seven. Pretty brave giving your cell phone out. You yep, might just, we're willing to help anybody that needs help. Might just text Dustin and tell him thank you for his service because it is a great service and. You really uh, accentuate what we try to talk about here on the program. Appreciate you making time, Dustin, and we look forward to your next venture. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. All right, buddy. Uh, that's Dustin Bye-bye. Johnson, West Texas Air Force, and uh, appreciate I've been looking forward to having him on the program and glad that he had time to do it. Going to get to a quickie break, come back in and settle up the rest of the program with you. Stick right with us here on Other Side of Texas. Shake the dirt off your shoes, come over, take a seat, knock that chill off your bones. Got food on the fire, can I get you some to eat? Make yourself at home, yeah, I'm on the run. I'm looking out, searching for something that I still care about. I'm looking up to the sky. It's the other side of Texas with Jay Leeson. I'm a big, big man. Not just in size or in stature. Turn space that can't be filled. I'm a bottomless canyon. Down a drop spill. Yeah, I'm a bottomless canyon. Down a drop spill. Hey, listen. Here's the deal. Our Facebook page has a lot of followers, a lot of people get involved in what we post. Daniel, the digital millennial guru, puts up a post the other day, and he finds somebody who's posted some terrible picture. It's one of the most terrible pictures I've ever seen. And I'm friends with Brandon Darby. Okay? Just for context of things that I've seen from the border. It is a picture of, and I'm sorry, you're going to hear this at dinner time, but it's terrible. It is bananas. It's one, two, three, four bananas. A piece of bologna wrapped around each banana and covered in hollandaise sauce like they're enchiladas. And he says on Facebook, and I guess this is just Daniel cracking himself up. This is Jay's favorite dish, uh, favorite Texas dish. And the image says, you're not from Texas if you've never tried this. Terrible reaction. 166 comments thus far. All vitriolic. Uh, I have nothing to do with this. This was Daniel, the digital millennial guru. I know at the end of the day, the buck stops with me. I appreciate, um, I mean, really, Daniel's job at the end of the day is to expose more people to the program. And he certainly did a good job there. So I'm going to both congratulate him and blame him on the terribleness of this image. It is outright terrible. Like, if I'm, I'm hungry right now, so I can't gag. Um, but it is bad. Uh, bananas, bologna, hollandaise sauce. Rough, rough, rough. Hey, uh, as I brought it up in the beginning of the program, 
And by the way, if we ever settle the debate over whether it's a breakfast taco or burrito and what constitutes a burrito, um, I've had plenty of half-folded tortillas with breakfast items in them that were called burritos. I guess if... I guess if it's folded more than once, then it constitutes burrito. It's a whole other conversation on top of the fact, and I have absolutely abhor and people like, oh, it's stupid. You know what else is stupid? Arguing about national stuff all the time from Lubbock, Texas. But we really need to rename South Plains. I mean, guys, why do we take this? We don't have to take it. Why do you refer to yourself, if you're in the immediate radio broadcasting range, why do you refer to it as South Plains? Why? The South Plains of what? Well, the South Plains of the United States. Well, what else? So the rolling plains of where Dustin Johnson is, the rolling plains of Texas, the hill country of Texas, the the far west of what? Texas the coastal bend of what texas and i could go on and on the metroplex of not the southern united not not the midwestern united states the metroplex of texas we're the only region in texas that's not of texas and i take great issue with it everything referred to as south plains should be caprock Period in the story. Caprock of what? Caprock of Texas. That's what. And there needs this needs to be addressed at the state level because we've taken this on the chin for way too long. We're the only region that um, that will try to derive its geo- geography from the United States, and that's not to look down on the United States. It kind of is. Uh, we need to have a derivative from Texas. And that's how I feel about it. And that's what I think needs to happen. How we got there, I'm not quite sure. Uh, sometimes I just get behind the radio mic and talk about uh, what I think. And that's what I think for now. And I definitely have no, I have no affiliation or history. I've eaten a lot of terrible, awful things. And... Um, I've never partaken in bologna, bananas, and hollandaise sauce. Actually, somebody looked it up, and from, like, in the 1940s, banana companies were trying to figure out how you can have bananas, like, with your mainstream dinner, and they began to push that. That's where it came from. Um, Really terrible, awful. All your real estate needs, industrial, commercial, residential, whatever you need. You think I shoot you straight here on the program? Shoot you straight as well with your place and your place's needs gonna jump out of this edition of the program got the red raiders coming up in about two and a half hours from now gonna get home gotta get home great family above average dinner waiting for me at the ponderosa until next time rave on buddies rave on we'll see you next time tomorrow right here on other side of texas Howdy, hey,